What does it take to level up? What does it take to move the needle? It's not more work. It's not more hours. Typically, what it is, is more focus. It is deep focus. And that is what separates elite performers than mediocre, average at best people. It is that they have the ability to focus. They do not over-promise and under-deliver. They make a few promises that matter most, that they can keep their integrity with, and they over-deliver to those promises. I will tell you over and over again, this is the truth. This is what I have found through building businesses, through building teams. It's focusing on a few simple things and executing them well. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug in to your new world here. Let's dive in. Have you ever been driving somewhere and you put it in your GPS and you're on your way? You're like, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get there. Here's the address. And you get to the destination and it's the wrong destination. This happened to me last week. I got to the destination and it was wrong. And why it was wrong is because I had the wrong zip code. Okay, I had the wrong zip code. So I wound up at the wrong spot. It was the same street. It was just the wrong spot. Now, this was really annoying because I went out of my way about 30 minutes, but that I had to course correct. I had to type in the coordinates and figure out exactly where I was going. And I was thinking about this this scenario that happened to me and how annoying it is. And I, I really thought about it in terms of, our focus and on what we want to get done in any given day. And what really dawned on me as I was thinking about this is that this is how, if we're not careful, this is how we spend a lot of our time aimlessly driving and not knowing specifically where we want to go. And if we don't know specifically where we want to go, we end up at the destination and we waste time, right? We waste so much time if specifically we don't know where we want to go. And this is how a lot of people build their days without even realizing it. Maybe you work and you do things that support your business, but it's not exactly going to grow your business. Maybe you've been doing something for a very long time and it's time for you to get out of the weeds so you can actually identify and do specific things that will really grow your business. And this is just the way a lot of people live. Unless you really take on what high performers take on, unless you really start to embody peak performance and you're conscious of it, if you're not careful, you can spend a lot of your time going to destinations that aren't the same coordinates that you want to go to. You can wind up in places that you didn't want to necessarily go to if you're not conscious, if you don't hyper focus. And so today's episode is all about hyper focus, baby, because that is how you move the needle in your life. That is how you create something out of nothing. That is how you create momentum in any given business is by knowing specifically of where you're going. Now, something I get asked constantly all the time, Emily, I feel overwhelmed. Emily, help me focus. How can I focus more? I've got, you know, X amount of kids. I've got a full-time job. Meanwhile, I'm building this side business. My job is funding my escape. I'm not sure how to do it all. Days just keep going by. Weeks just keep going by. Years just keep going by. And I don't seem to get any bit closer to where I actually want to be. And whenever I talk to people and I really get down to the nitty gritty, it's not that they don't know what to do. It's not that they don't want it and the why isn't bad enough. 
what I have found is that they're just working in times of the day that that aren't good for them. Um, not even meaning their schedule, just their own biology. Okay, so they're fighting against their biology here, and they're not working effectively in certain hours that, you know, in all of our biologies, we have different peak areas of when it's best for us to work. What I've also found is that people really specifically don't know what to do. So maybe you do a lot of things in your business that feel good. Maybe you post on your Insta stories and you, you know, throw up another podcast or, you know, you, you do something that is more supportive, but it's not specifically going to be the thing that absolutely changes the game. That one call that could change it all, that uh, intentional networking time that's going to get you to the next spot in your life, that, that thing that scares the crap out of you, but that's the thing that you need to do if you want to go to the next level of your business. So I find it, when you sharpen your focus, when you understand what you need to do in any given day, what is essential, what I like to call your critical task list, when you actually know that you work it in your life, that's where you see the dramatic hashtag gains in your business, in your life. And, you know, so many people, including myself, I have been in different phases of my life where I have felt overwhelmed and I've walked around like this is a badge of honor. And it seems to be sometimes when I even get things straightened out, it's almost like, oh my gosh, things feel like they're flowing too easily. So I need to create some chaos. I have literally done that. I have subconsciously done that now consciously because I'm aware of it where it's like I throw in chaos because that is the state that feels comfortable to me, which in reality, chaos for me is not my zone of genius. That is me getting nowhere fast. That's days getting away from me. That's my God-given ability getting away from me because I'm not working and operating in the area that I know where I can yield the most impact. And so I had this groundbreaking moment. Uh, we all have these moments in our life. And I feel, you know, you're my friend and I want to share this with you. It's a part of us having this relationship where I had this moment recently where I was listening to the great Marie Forleo speak. She's an incredible entrepreneur woman, founder of B-School, author. She's been in the space for a very long time. And, you know, like me, like you, she wants to build, she wants to create, she wants to create change. And she was building her business and she got to this phase where it was just like she would get up in the morning and it was just like, nonstop all the time. And there was just way too much on her plate. And, you know, at the end of the day, her husband was like, honey, how, how was your day? Tell me about it. And what she found, what she was doing to him was like kind of snapping, kind of just being like, well, you know, this happened, but I didn't get this done. And, you know, this and this and this and this, it wasn't like blissfully dissatisfaction. It was like, Kind of like being a biznatch, if you know what I mean. And, and we've all, I think, been in those little irritable stages. I know I have. And she just got to this point where she just felt, you know, kind of burnt out and not clear. And it's like, it felt foggy. And there was just this point in the kitchen where she's like, I don't do overwhelm. I don't do it. It's just, I don't do it. I, I'm not doing it anymore. This is just, and, 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 She's telling the story. I heard her tell this story on stage at Ed Milet's event a couple of weeks ago. And that is, wasn't as me. And I'm like, I don't do overwhelm either. If she doesn't do overwhelm, I don't do overwhelm. And it was a shift, a complete shift of just saying, you know, I don't do this. And what, what happens is when you have a standard and when you have a statement like that and you say it every day, like literally as I'm talking to you right now, I have a giant post-it note on my desk that says, I don't do overwhelm because this is a standard of living and I've gotten good in times of my life. And then now as I've grown, you know, it's Emily and I've taken on some other things, suddenly a ton has come on my plate and I started thriving in that chaos again, but not really thriving. It actually is sabotaging me. 
And so this message came at a perfect time and it might come at a perfect time for you as well that maybe you need to take on, you know, I don't do overwhelm or maybe it's, I don't do, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't do alcohol or I don't do uh, excessive dating, or I don't do drama, or maybe it's not overwhelmed for you, but this standard, now that I have a standard of, I don't do overwhelm, my ability to hyper-focus has gotten 10 X, honestly, 10 X, because I don't do overwhelm. I have this awareness of my day, of my week, of, of really my mission and what I'm working on, that if it doesn't fit into these categories, if it's going to be too much, I just say no. And maybe if it's something that's enticing, I table it for another time. But it's really created so much clarity and freedom and really joy in what I do. And at the end of the day, when, when you live like this and you're creating and focusing on what you actually want to get done, that's when you are going to move the needle. That's when you are going to look back a month from now and you're like, wow, I did more than in a month of meaningful, deep work to me than I did my whole past year. And that's what happens when you have a standard for your life and your day and when you get clear and focus on what you want and not what you don't want. And this takes a level of just badassery. I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell it like it is. All right. This takes an, a complete level of, of living a lot different because the majority of people out there, they live in overwhelm. They live by other people's agendas they are sucked in to the media. They're sucked into social media. They're sucked in to their friends' drama. They're sucked into what's what's happening, you know, within their company even. They're just so in it that they don't even realize that they are becoming a byproduct of their associations and circumstances. So if you want to be someone who, you know, really takes charge. If you want to be someone that makes that difference in this world, you have to, you must control your focus. Otherwise, you're going to end up getting frustrated. You're going to end up laying your head on your pillow at night and you're going to say, should have, could have, would have. And it's going to be this perpetual, vicious cycle until you take charge, until you take dramatic charge of your life. And what I have realized living in this state, living at this frequency, living with this standard of excellence that all peak performers live by, you know, it does take a lot of uh, opposition. It does take a lot of like, whoa, put on the armor, put on, you know, if I'm a racehorse, I'm putting on, you know, my, my racehorse mask and I am my blinders. And it, it does take a lot of that, but on the other side of it is a rich life. And I have found that when you actually do what you want to do, what's birthed in your heart, you actually do the mission that God has put on your life. What happens is when you are doing your work, you're all in, you feel good. There's a high energy to it. And then when you're hanging out with your friends, with your family, when you're Go into a fine restaurant when you're when you're doing something that's more of relaxation. You feel better doing those things because you're not constantly fighting, fighting of I should be working. No, I should be relaxing. No, I shouldn't be working. And and so when I when I interview people, when I talk to people, when I coach people, when I mentor people. Again, it's not that they don't have big goals or big dreams. It's that their focus just sucks. It just sucks. If I were to look at your day, it's like you you are constantly off track. You're constantly getting the zip code wrong on the GPS. So if you're ready to dive in, let me give you some, some tips, some hacks, some understandings that I have collected along my 
over a decade journey of working from home, of creating something out of nothing, of taking and building teams and building momentum and and getting clients and creating content and writing speeches and discovering more of myself so I can then in turn, you know, give it all away because that's what we're called to do. These are some of the things I've learned along the way. So I just want to dive in right now and just tell you, you know, that this is so exciting. I hope you are so jazzed right now because when you understand this, you know, when you have a level of consciousness around this idea, you are going to know when you are off track, you're going to know that so much faster and you're going to be able to course correct and control your destiny. That is right, my friends. So first, I, I really want you to let you know and make you understand that, you know, you know, we have five different states that we're typically in on any given day. You know, I go into these five different states so many days. Some days I'm more in other states um, or the month or the week or depending on what's happening in my life. There might be seasons of your life when you go into different states, if you're creating, if you're launching something. But there's five different states at different times of our lives. And you need to understand that there's different tasks, different activities when you go into these states. So number one, the first state that we typically go into is focus. Okay, this is a this is huge. This is what we're talking about today is that hyper focus when you get into flow state, when you're going to, you know, create something, when you're writing content, when you're writing a book, when you're hyper focused on doing your reach outs for your business and you're you're doing maybe even your follow-ups, but this is a work task right? And this is, this takes a lot. And I'm going to dive into a little bit of your biology and how you can kind of figure out when are you at your peak time? When is it best for you to focus? Okay. So that's, that's state number one. Number two is high energy, raw enthusiasm right now, me and you, it's, it's raw enthusiasm. I'm having a blast, but I'm in my state of, of high energy right now. And there may be days and weeks, and I did a whole podcast on, on um, one of my number one productivity hacks, which is theming your days, right? When you theme your days, you know, you really can put, you know, high energy is on a Monday. Maybe you have a ton of calls on that day. Maybe that's when you're jumpstarting new team members. It requires more of your high energy, but I love to look at my calendar any given week and I'll look in, at my days and say, okay, this is going to be a high energy state. And I know, you know, sometimes I even have a high energy weekend. If I'm speaking a lot, if I'm training a lot, you know, so that's a, that's a definite state that we need to be in. Number three is presence. So this is a lighter form of focus is your presence. It's your relationships. That's a state that you're in when you go out to dinner with someone you love, when maybe you're doing a coffee date, maybe you're doing a Zoom date, doing a collaboration. And really what it's all about is you getting to know another person. What's required there is your presence. That's a whole state when you're just soaked into the words that they're saying, you're ping-ponging, that's a whole different state that you're in. And then number four is a planning state. That's when you're thinking about the future. You're really thinking about, you know, gosh, where do I want to go? What do I want to create? And, and I think of the planning state, that's when I'm on my walks outside, okay? I'm just thinking a lot about, you know, ideas. I'm thinking about places I want to travel. I'm thinking about, you know, food I want to get. <laughs> I'm thinking about the new shoes I want to order and the look I want to create because I love style. I'm thinking so much more about the future. And then number five, your fifth state is rest, is rest. That's a calm state. That's when we're refueling. That's when we're you know, taking time for ourselves. Just the other day, I just laid outside and I looked up at the trees and I just listened and I felt the breeze on my face. And this is this state of refuel that we all need. Okay. So there's all these different states. There's about five different states. And, you know, I want you to start thinking about how you can create a schedule or plan around these states. And, you know, you may be thinking, Hey, this show, this episode is all about focus. 
yeah, it is. It's about focus and, and harnessing your focus and figuring out when is your best time to focus, but equally figuring out when is your best time to rest? When is your best time to plan? And when is your best time for presence? Because sometimes we're so in one lane that then we have a horrible relationship because we never have presence with someone or we get burned out because we never rest. I'm not about that hustle culture and I'm not about the culture of just law of attraction either. I'm really in the middle uh, because I believe you need both, right? But understanding these different states, you know, you start to accept yourself a little bit better knowing that you're going to be oscillating in and out of all these states all the time. But if you're somebody and your biology is a little different, maybe you're more of an empath, you need to recover harder, then you're going to really, you know, capitalize on that rest time. And you're going to really start to realize what you need. And so this is just so powerful, these different states that we live in. And, you know, it's like me, I, I can be as calm as can be so quiet. People would probably think I'm just shy. And then it's like, boom, you got to hit the zoom and you got to go speak to a hundred people or you got to hit the stage and I can lights out. I can go from, you know, uh, a really uh, restful state or even a focused state of like, what am I going to say on this speech? And then boom, high energy, energy, enthusiasm goes off. And, and that's the difference of just knowing, okay, when am I going to preserve? When am I going to go? When do I need to be here, there and everywhere? Now, a really cool concept that I learned a while back um, when I'm, you know, sharing with you about biology and, and your biology um, is so important to understand because what I say works for me. Let's just say I said, I got up at 5 a.m. and I do all my deep focus work at 5.30. And, you know, if you don't do that, then you suck. And you should get up at 5 a.m. And even if you go to bed at midnight, you should get up at 5 a.m. We hear people say these things and it might work for them. However, it doesn't work for everyone. And that's why it's so important when you're learning from people that you understand, okay, I might have a lesson from Emily that I'm going to implement. I'm going to try it on, see if it works for me, but your biology might not be the same. And let's talk about biology here, even just for a minute. You know, I really learned about this, um, from the book when by Daniel Pink, and you know, he really talks about your chronotype and different times of going to bed and waking up. And so really what this does, your chronotype really makes you understand uh, when it's a good time for you to do deep focused work, which is, you know, all of us, that's the, that's the work that honestly moves the needle most of the time, especially if you're a creative. Otherwise, you're just going to like never put anything out great into the world if you don't have that deep work time. And so let's get into it. How can you figure out your chronotype? Well, it's super simple. You just look at your general bedtime. So what time do you normally go to bed at night? For me, it's around 10 PM. Okay. And then I look at what is my wake up time? 6 AM. I am an eight hour sleep type of girl. I've tried to follow other people and their, their recommendations. And guess what? I don't have the same biology. It doesn't work for me. I'm like worthless when it comes to brain power, if I don't get eight hours of sleep. So anyways, let's look at that again. General time you go to bed could be 11 for you. could be midnight minus 10 general wake up time, 6am. Okay. It's eight hours. What is your midpoint? So the halfway time through when you went to sleep, when you're waking up. Mine is about 2 a.m. Okay, again, I went to bed at 10, I woke up at 6, 2 a.m. Okay, so if your midpoint is 3 a.m. or earlier, you're what's called a lark. Okay, just bear with me, you're a lark. If you're, if you're like 5.30 a.m. or later, you're an owl. Okay, so your midpoint is 5.30 a.m. or later. You're what's called an owl. If it's in between, they call that a third bird. Now, it's really cool when you understand your chronotype. You know, for me, I am a lark. So my analytical time, my best time to hyper-focus is morning. Now, if you were a third bird, okay, 
it would be mid-morning for you. That's when that would be your golden hour. Now, if you're an owl, it would be later mid-afternoon or even like later in the day. So this, understanding this, it helps you not beat yourself up so much. I mean, maybe if you're like me, for years, I would try to do deep work. I would try to focus at like 3 p.m., which that is actually the time scientifically proven when most people hit their crash. That's when I used to try to work and I would get so frustrated that I couldn't move the needle then. It just was like, what is going on? And then I started to figure out my chronotype and now having a morning routine and knowing when I go into my, my lark morning, my analytical time, I go deep and I'm able to create way more. I'm able to talk to you right now as I record this because I understand when it's best for me. Now, if you look at this chronotype, even for those that you love, those on your teams, you know, some of them might perform extremely well because they're an owl. Maybe that's when they have their creative time. And so the point of this is, is that you schedule in your hyper-focused time during the time that you are going to have the highest cognitive bandwidth. You are going to have the sharpest focus, and this will change the game for you. This is what peak performers do, and a lot of them, you know, have had trial and error, including myself, and it just really helps so, so much. So now, as I plan my days... And obviously there's times where I'm on a flight. There's times where I must do something different because that's just the way the, the cards are rolling out. We get that. But when I'm dedicated to having my deep work time, I am doing it in the morning after my morning routine. I don't have my phone on. I don't have my Facebook on. I don't even know what's going on in the extra world. It's all my deep time. Now, if that day doesn't require, like I don't need to create something new that day. I don't need to write a new blog. I don't need to do anything like that. Then that's really when I go and, and contact um, people that are on my team. That's really when I would reach out to people to join my company. That's really when I would reach out to people to be on the podcast, when I would do high level networking, when I would close a deal, when I would do a brand partnership, when I would do things that require a lot of energy, which is typically what people avoid. People typically avoid the thing that's actually going to move their business forward Okay, they avoid it for a magnitude of reasons because they're scared, because they don't want to take it head on, but also because you could be trying to operate in a time where you, you're not at peak energy. So it's really cool to understand this and to create a life where you can live in this zone. I've worked very, very hard so I can create. That's where I'm at in my life. Now, other tips and tricks that I've learned along the way, okay, Number one, put on headphones. When I want to focus, even when I'm at home alone, I will put binaural beats on. Um, I will put sometimes jazz music on. I will always have my headphones on that cancel the noise. Even if I'm on a plane, oh, you know when I'm on a plane, I'm getting that work done. Something about a plane, I tell you, when they got Wi-Fi, you can just go crazy. Or if you just want to write and do some deep thinking, so good. But I'm always putting on my headphones, a good set. Invest in a really, really good set. And this really helps hyper-focus. Again, I mean, there's something about it, especially if you have got kids, if there's loud things happening around you. Maybe you're in a work environment where it's like you can hear somebody else sitting across from you. You know, we've all got those times where we get distracted. So I love having my headset in. It's like go time. When I've got my headphones in, it is go time. And so you can start to teach yourself that when you have your headphones in, maybe it's time for you to make your calls. Maybe it's time for you just to go at it. Now, what else I do every single day of my life that completely has changed the game is not multitasking and knowing exactly what I need to do for the day. So what I do the night before the start of my day, even if it's 
Saturday night, Sunday night. Like I've just created this routine, this habit where I journal the night before and I look at what are my critical tasks that need to be done the next day to move my mission forward, right? So remember, this is about your life, your agenda, your vision. So, you know, if you're someone that is wanting to build your network marketing business, a critical task, unless you're maxed out and you've blown out the compensation plan, would be to prospect and get new people on board. That would be a critical task. So for me, uh, years ago, even five years ago, uh, when I was trying to max out another business center, um, what it looked like was Number one was to find new members, to find new team members. That was a critical task, right? Today, this episode is a critical task. Not only am I filming it, I'm recording it, right? It's a total critical task. I'm launching a new product tomorrow that I'll talk about in a minute. Critical task to get everything ready for it. Um, So what I do is I look at what are my three critical tasks that must be done tomorrow. Now, if they're big things, I may only get two of the three done. And of course, I have a to-do list that's (laughs) more than these things, of course, of course, like send mom flowers and things like that, right? But what this does is it makes sure that I'm actually doing something that is going to move my mission and vision forward. Not five things, not 10 things, not 20 things, but three critical tasks. And I do the critical task during my peak hours, which for me as a lark is mid-morning. Okay. So again, this is super powerful when you understand, okay, the thing I need to do that's actually going to require more energy, maybe focused energy, that needs to be put when you are at your best, okay, your chronotype, when you are going to rock it out. And that needs to be a critical task. So many people ask me, what planner do you use? Do you have the best scheduler in the world? And I just giggle because of course I have an agenda. Of course, my assistant has my calendar. Of course, we look at the month ahead. But what I have mastered and what you are going to master because you are going to be a focused AF human and just getting done what you want so you can actually create more freedom for your life is understanding what are your critical tasks. And sometimes it's the thing that we often avoid because that's the thing that scares us. But on the other side of feeling scared is actually when you're going to grow, you're going to grow yourself. You're going to grow the skill. You're going to grow your business. You're going to grow maybe a heart thing. Maybe it's a call that you need to make. Maybe uh, it's an event you need to go to. Um, But that's actually the thing that's going to move you forward. And there's a huge difference between busy versus productive. Busy versus productive. So I can be busy. I can be so busy. I can go answer Facebook messages all day long and I can clean out my closet being busy and I can do all these things that need to be done or I can be productive. And I believe a skill set of being a high performer is understanding the difference between being busy versus being productive. Now, when you get to certain levels of your businesses, you can hire people out that do the busy work. That's where I am now. I'm only operating in my zone, uh, where where I go best, where I'm needed, and everything else that's busy gets outsourced, right? So if you wanna try to get rid of some of that busy work, definitely do that. But I would look at right now, what could you do that's productive? So what I ask myself is, is what I'm doing right now, is it getting me closer to my goals or is it getting me further away from my goals? Ask yourself that question. And then that's, you can uncover your own BS pretty quickly by doing that. Am I procrastinating? Am I, am I suddenly doing the laundry when it's Monday morning when I should be making calls, right? Am I suddenly, you know, trying a new uh, 
makeup look when I, I should actually be, you know, connecting with new people to join my company. You know, we all do these things. We end up in the kitchen, especially when we work from home or maybe you work in a business, but you're suddenly at the water cooler having, you know, gossip hour, or you find yourself wanting to like chit chat back and forth on Instagram about things that, you know, are not actually going to move your life forward. And so that's a question I ask myself constantly. And I have clear goals, clarity, my friends. Remember what I said? It's like if we got in the car and we put in our GPS, the destination, but we have the wrong zip code, we're going to end up in the wrong spot. So get clear, get clear. And that's why it's important to understand our five states that we must be in and we, we, we need to be in when we operate as humans, but understanding that that rest point or the thinking state these are so essential so that when you go to make your productivity list, when you go to have, you know, the things that you must get done, your critical task list, you're, it's clear. So what happens to me is this, I'm so clear on what I'm creating and building right now. So when I go to do something that I'm so clear about, it's actually a trigger it's a trigger for my brain to get into what's called flow state. Okay. And flow state, you may have heard of it. It's when it's just euphoria. It's really when you're working and hours go by and you're like, what happened? Oh my gosh. I mean, you've had that happen when you, when you put your head down and it's like, holy moly, you are just flowing through it. You are just like, it's cause it's fun and you enjoy it. Well, when you're clear on what you want to do and you get into that flow state, that's really when, you know, you can honestly crush it in life. And I believe have the most fulfillment because after, you know, a day or a, um, a couple hours of flow state, typically 60 to 90, maybe 120 minutes, maybe I feel fulfilled. I feel satisfied and then I can go do other things the rest of my day that, that don't require deep thinking. So I actually, it's funny, as we talk about this, you're creating more freedom for yourself by understanding the power of focus and by becoming a badass with focusing, you create way more freedom and satisfaction for yourself than by not Okay. So having that clear goal, and this may take a moment, this may take some time. Maybe you're in a time of your life where, you know, suddenly you are like, why do I have five different missions? I'm doing five different things, getting nowhere fast. You're not seeing momentum towards anything. Well, maybe you need to take a step back and ask yourself, what is your mission? What do you want to create? Because you know, there comes a time in all of our lives where when there's too much on our plate, you know, nothing is satisfying. It feels like you're making minimal progress to the things that matter most. And so maybe a couple things need to go off so you can then get clear your clarity, get clear on what you actually want so you can have forward momentum and velocity towards those things. And then when you go to make your critical task list, you know where you're going and you can actually see some forward momentum. This is so important. There's always going to be distractions. There might be your kids, there might be your family. And that's really where you need to have those discussions of this is when I'm going to work. This is what I'm going to do. This is my mission. And, you know, really recruit your family into your mission. Let them know how wildly important it is to you, but then start to practice the power of focus. So you're not working 24 seven. So when you are working, you're actually moving the needle forward. You're getting it done. So you have more time with people that actually love you. You have more time building and cultivating amazing friendships. This is so, so powerful. You want to get into that flow state as much as possible. I love to get into flow, you know, at least once a day, unless I'm going to be operating in a state of enthusiasm all day, or maybe it's a complete rest day. So this is really, really powerful when you get this. 
Now, another tip, trick, hack, if you will, I use supplementation to help with focus. This is also a huge benefit to the world we live in today, the scientific research that has been out, the studies that have been done. Um, and I totally believe in supplementation. I eat extremely clean. I work out, which is a whole nother thing to help you focus. But when you have tips and tricks at your fingertips, it's important, you know, not to solely use them to crush it, but they definitely do help. And so uh, a product that I've loved, um, and I've actually started using this a couple of years ago after having the C word, uh, you know what I mean, during the pandemic, is nootropics. I love nootropics. Some people say nootropic. I'm not really sure. Um, but this product helps so much, really helping you with focus, helping for that you know cognitive performance and long-term brain health. And what's so exciting is, is I'm launching along with my company, my partners, scientific advisory board, the most amazing liquid nootropic elixir. It's sleek. It's ready to drink. It supports that both on-demand focus and like I said, for cognitive performance and long-term brain health. And it is ready to go. Now I have been secretly drinking this. Um, I, I have my own stash of it that I use uh, for days where I'm going to have a high focus day, days where I'm speaking a lot, days where I'm going to be, you know, pouring out my passions a lot. And it's going to require a lot of energy. Uh, maybe if I just feel like I'm having trouble and I'm a little ADD, a little kind of all over the place, I call it squirrel brain. So this product is amazing. It's in a glass recyclable container and you just pop it in the fridge and it's going to help you with memory, focus, and there's botanical ingredients in here, green tea, beetroot, along with other natural ingredients that support long-term brain health. So this is so amazing. There's no synthetic drugs in here. And, you know, before we came out with ours, I was experimenting with many different nootropics. Uh, and I can honestly say, like the other ones were powder, liquid, you're going to get it, you're just going to absorb it way quicker with liquids, like why I love my liquid collagen versus powder collagen. Uh, but it's really a game changer. I actually like to take it as well. If I'm doing intermittent fasting, it sustains my intermittent fast. So that's amazing. Along with adaptogenic herbs, all these things really, really help with the power of focus. Now, along with this, I touched on it briefly, sweating, working out, you know, that is going to help you focus. A friend of mine was going through a rough patch in her life and, you know, she had a life change, a divorce, and she just stopped doing the things she once did that made her super powerful in her day. And one was going and getting a workout that was uninterrupted. It was for her. It just gave her that dopamine. It gave her that adrenaline. And so I said, why, why'd you stop? And she's like, I didn't even realize I stopped. And so she's back on her plan. And guess what? When she goes to work, when you go to work, after you work out, you're going to be able to crush it a lot more. So many of us are over-promising and under-delivering. I want to say that again. So many of us are over promising and under delivering. We're over promising our teams. We're over promising our families. We're over promising. So what I've learned is that your word is everything and to stop BSing people. And this is a part of my whole new philosophy and mantra. I don't do overwhelm. Old Emily used to say like, oh yeah, I'll figure it out. Call me, text me anytime. Yeah, let's do it. When in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't really have time to do that. I don't know. That's not a priority right now, but I didn't want to let people down. I, I, I wore it as a badge of honor. And now that my new mantra is I don't do overwhelm, I can, you know, very easily be honest with people and just say, hey, sounds like a great idea. Right now I'm going to have to pass. My schedule is completely full. Thank you. Let me know how I can support in the future. 
answering like that, it just frees me up. And it's in my, my integrity, right? It feels so good to, to not overpromise people. I would rather not promise people and, and totally over-deliver and shock them. I would rather surprise them by over-delivering. And the reason a lot of times we under-deliver, it's not because we, we don't care. It's because there's so much on our plate that it's like you have just created this like standard of just getting by. And it's sad. Oh my gosh. It's so easy to stand out. How do you stand out? By keeping your word. That's how you stand out these days. That's how you separate yourself. And you over deliver for the things that matter to you and the promises that you keep to people. That's how you stand out. That's how you create a shock and awe effect which I know we all want. We're awake for two thirds of our life. One third, we are sleeping. There are no shortcuts to getting stuff done, to focusing. Again, you have to understand your neurobiology. You have to understand science. Getting your biology to work for you rather than against you is going to change the game. You crawl, then you walk, then you run. That is how this looks. Personalities don't scale. Biology does. So really look at your habits. Look at where your attention is. Look at all the things that have come into your schedule, your life, that that is not what you want. And a lot of times, you know, it's going to take some bold moves, make bold decisions to create bold changes in your life. And not everyone's going to like it. And especially if you're someone that's used to saying yes all the time, people in your life are going to be like, oh my God, things are shifting. Things are changing. What's going on? But in the end, they'll respect you for it. Especially if you want to create a dent, especially if you want to create momentum you know, an example I can give this early on when I was building my network marketing company is that, you know, I had to really figure out who to work with because there's people that wanted my time and then there's people that deserved my time. And I really had to look at who are the people that deserve my time and how is that going to compound our vision, our mission of impacting world health and freeing people from physical and financial pain? And that was our vision and mission. It wasn't to help five and 10 people. It was to help millions of people and still is to this day. And so I had to look at my calendar and look at where is the most bang for my buck? Where's the most ROI? Where can I have deep focus and transformation that then is going to create a ripple effect across the world? And it would have been way safer and way easier for me to just say, oh, I'm going to hang out with the people that want my time. They're fun to be around. You know, we'll create Instagram stories all day together. They want to call me 24-7, but those aren't the people that were actually doing much of anything in the business. The people that actually needed me, that deserved me, I had to get clear and see that so I could go serve those people, which in turn created the dent. So there, that's just a little example for you. I'd love for you to think of what are those examples in your life where if you harnessed more focus, if you created more focus in your life, you would see a compound effect. And remember that research shows the hardest deep thinking time, the best time is typically around 90 to 120 minutes of uninterrupted focus. So again, don't beat yourself up. Understand that you are going to have different states. You're going to be in your focus state. You're going to be in your high energy state. You're going to be in your present state when you're with someone, you're present. You're going to be in your planning state when you're planning. You're going to be in your rest state. And all of us need to be in all different states. So it's just looking at your calendar. It's just utilizing and making sure for sure that you are in the focus state. If not once a day, you know, multiple times a day, 
whatever works for you. Um, but this is essential for designing your life, for harnessing that focus and really moving forward and doing the thing that's actually going to make your life and business move forward. If I would have said yes to people when I was building the foundation of my company, if I would have said yes to doing everything, getting on planes, going to happy hours, just doing things that really did not move my life and business forward, I would not even be like talking to you on this podcast right now. I literally would be probably working for someone else and there's nothing wrong with working for someone else, but I will tell you that for me, that wasn't my vision. I didn't want to be an employee. I wanted to be a creative. I wanted to create my life. I wanted to design my life. I wanted to, you know, be the boss, not work for the boss. So this is why focus matters so much. And from a spiritual perspective, this is when we can really become powerful people, powerful people, intentional people, because we are doing our mission and we're doing God's work because we create a morning routine. We create patterns that are going to allow us, it's going to cultivate the discipline that you and I both deserve, that we both need to go deep and to go inward so we can become more creative, so we can come up with the language, the way we want to come across to people. We can come up with the ideas that are going to move the needle in our life, in our business. This is everything, everything. So by now you should be ready. You should be gripping the steering wheel. You should be jumping up and down in your house because I hope you have a better understanding of maybe why you've been out of focus or maybe why you felt like it's hard to focus, especially if you're somebody where like all the, the stuff's going off, the notifications are going off, shut off the notifications first of all, and start to turn on the notifications that are in your heart. Turn on the notifications that are in your heart because at the end of the day, that's where you should be. You should be in your heart, not your head. And that is what is required to create change, to step into leadership, to have peace, to have joy. It's not living in our head. It's not living in our calendars, being obsessed. Yeah, I study my calendar, but more importantly, I know what do I need to do today to move forward. It's pretty exciting to think when you live like this, what is going to happen to you and three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, what is the ripple effect that you're going to create because your product, your service, your mission has now been grown. It's grown more than you would ever imagine because you got out of your own way and focused on the thing that is actually gonna make a difference. You got it in you, my friends. I wanna hear all about it. So now it's time to change the game. Maybe there's one thing in this episode that you can implement. Let me know what it is. Tag me on Instagram. Tell your friends. Figure out your chronotype. And let's crush it together.